Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. so much for joining us today we've been in this series and allison we've been talking about a lot of really really good stuff kind of uh we're calling this thing like let's just break the mold on a few things in our life and and you know i do think uh, i know in my own personal life there's just areas where i've settled and maybe uh just kind of you know slid into habits patterns thoughts that maybe are not a healthy, maybe are not good for me. Um, and I think it's good for us every now and then to go, wait a minute, let's just take a pause and let's let's take an inspection of my life holistically and and let's see where I'm at. Oh, yeah. And these these things are, are, are it's not a one and done. It's not like you listen to a podcast, take the quiz, find out, oh, yeah, this is what I'm struggling with. And and fix it um it's one of those things that like you said we have to continually be evaluating continually be looking introspectively with prayer and saying okay i've you know i've i've kind of gotten comfortable in this or i've allowed these patterns and thoughts to creep back in um Mm -hmm. take them captive let's let you know and so i think these are good topics to go over in you know just to have in um kind of in our, in our routine, this is, you know, and we're going to be talking about something today and and we're going to be looking at a book that you and I, I feel like we've read so much and so many times Mm -hmm. because not Mm -hmm. only have we helped people through uh, this, this topic, but also it's just a good reminder personally of, um, of, of this, of of this topic. Absolutely. Yeah. We're we're talking today about setting boundaries and uh, Allison referred to a book that she and I both use a lot in counseling. I can't tell you how many copies of this book I've given away or recommended, um, how many times I've pulled up notes uh, to the point now where I feel like, you know, I have some of them memorized. And let's talk about what does it look like to set boundaries in relationships? What does it look like to set boundaries in my personal life? You know, because I think a lot of our issues sometimes stem from a lack of setting proper boundaries in our life and then all of a sudden we find ourselves in the middle of a mess yeah and it was it was interesting because you and i uh, talked about this particular podcast a few days ago so of course i immediately go to my bookshelf and start looking for the book and then realize i've loaned this book out Uh i didn't get it back i'm suffering the consequences for not having set boundaries uh, on my yeah. boundaries book. On and your so boundaries was, book. <laughs> I was on my boundaries book. I didn't set a boundary on loaning this book out because I, you know, yeah, I've given it away. I've sent it to people. And sometimes in the past, it's been um, uh, even, you know, hey, you're, listen, I, you need this book. And I just hand it to them, you know. Yeah. Um, and then other times I'm walking with somebody through, you know, through something. But I'm like, I didn't set a boundary on my own my, on my own space and my own thing. And so I know who has it. I know who has my book. And then I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to ask him for it right now. And it was just really funny because I thought it was a very ironic thing that I'm it is a little irony there. On. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, typical. Yes. Well, you know, and we all have areas of our life, you know, where, mm-hmm. uh, we, we just, you know, either don't, I know I've talked to a lot of people and they, they will say to me, well, 
is it really i mean is it spiritual to set a boundary you know is it is it i mean should i really be doing that and i think there's total misunderstanding of really what the truth is what scripture teaches what is the biblical principle of setting boundaries and i think what happens is the devil often will use this as a tool in our life where you know, he knows that we're going to self-destruct because what is a boundary? You just think about it in a practical life sense. You know, you've got a fence. Mm-hmm. Somebody has set a boundary. They put a fence around a piece of property right. um, or they, you know, or somebody has put down a, a sign that says, don't yeah. go beyond this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what have they done? They've set a boundary marker, you know, and right. they've kind of set a line that says, look, we're kind of serious. Don't pass this point. And, yeah. um, I, uh, I, I have a, it's not my personal friend, but it's a a friend of a friend telling this story. We were together and they were passing some of the, um, some of the military sites driving through Mm. the desert, uh, out in, uh, out in Nevada and out in those areas. And they, they just, there's signs everywhere. I've passed them that say, do not enter, you know, don't da 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 da. And they're like, oh, we just wanted to take a picture. So they pull mm. down this drive and they're going to take a picture. And they said within less than 30 seconds. Yeah. I mean, here they all come. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we we all, we hardly were out of our car to take the picture right. before they were on right. top of us. And it's like, they, they're serious about the sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're and serious about that boundary. They're, they're, that boundary is a serious boundary. And, and I think all of us kind of need to say there's boundaries are good for a reason. They're there for right. a reason. Sometimes yeah. it's our protection um, for a variety of reasons, but there it's a good thing to have boundaries. So I think we have to take it out of the negative connotation for mm-hmm. some people like, yeah. oh, boundaries are bad. No, boundaries no. are good. Yeah. So now, right. it, now what it looks like is how do I set those in a, in a way that is honoring to myself and to the Lord and to the other people that I'm connecting with? Right. And I think you think about the old, um, the old TV show, Home Improvement, when mm. um, Tim had uh, the neighbor and um, oh, I can't even remember the neighbor's name, but you never saw any, you only saw his eyes, but every day they're talking over the fence, over the fence. Um, over, just over the fence. And it was yeah. the whole thing. The whole spiel was, you know, let's just keep it this way. We don't want to see his, we don't see anything but his eyes. And, but I think that's interesting because they still had a relationship. And I think that's what people are confused about. Boundaries mean broken relationships or boundaries right. are going to break that relationship. No, boundaries create, are, 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 are installed while, during a healthy relationship. Tim had a great relationship with his neighbor. You know, they were just yeah. talking across the fence. Um, and there's a difference between boundaries and walls. And uh, mm, that's another thing that we, uh, you know, I spent, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, talking and I'm like, no, that's building a wall. Yeah, we don't want to build a wall. We don't want to break that relationship. Mm-hmm. We just want to create a boundaries. So, so Reva and I, we're going to be talking today about what healthy boundaries are and what it looks like not to have them. And then mm. try to hope, try to get into some, you know, a little bit of the nitty gritty, you know, practical points to that. Absolutely. And just because we've used this book so much, we just want to say as just a upfront, a lot of the things we will mention and say come from Cloud and Townsend's mm. book. Uh, Henry Cloud, John Townsend wrote a book called Boundaries and the original book. So we're just going to go ahead and put the disclaimer up front. Uh, you may We may refer to a lot of things in here and some of those things come directly from that book. And we will, maybe we will not always say for sake of repetition, that's from the book, that's from the book. But just know <laughs> pretty much 
It may be from the book, okay? Uh, because we're just going to talk about so many things, and they really were. They've kind of become the kind of the 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 main thing. If you want to talk about boundaries, you kind of got to connect mm-hmm. to your book. Uh, so right. let's yeah. talk about what are boundaries, mm-hmm. Allison. I think that's important. Um, Cloud and Townsend refer to them as property lines, and I yeah. like that for a lot mm-hmm. of reasons because it really a boundary is where one person ends and another person begins, and I think yeah. there's some importance in that. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, when you think of property lines, it's what I'm responsible for, what my my domain is, you know, whether it's my, you know, and you think about it, we have a, we have a fence, we have a yard, we have to take care of our trees, we have to take, you know, and anything on the other side of that, we're not responsible for. And, uh, and I think that's so good because the lines get blurred. And uh, like when, when you were talking about, you know, driving through New Mexico and that, I mean, it was very clear who's responsible for what's on the other side of that fence. And, yeah. you know, you get close. And, and I think that's really important. The property lines are so important and it's under, and sometimes I think, we are individuals don't understand where their own property ends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so it's, it's, it's not like, because, you know, God has given us very clear inst- instruction on what we're responsible for, but sometimes we're, we've blurred those lines. I remember being a third, you know, um, being a, a softball coach and I would get to my little third base box and I would kind of blur that chalk line a little bit because you're not allowed to go outside the box. Mm-hmm. Have you um, in softball, when I coach softball, you know, there's a little chalk line where the, the coach stays mm-hmm. in there. But the very first thing you do when you walk out there is you kind of shake out that line, yep. that chalk line a little bit, spread that out, you know, and just spread. So you get a little more in, space. Mm-hmm. Go, you get a little more space. That's not, you know, that's not healthy. And, you know, that's not mm-hmm. what we're talking about. And so some people don't know where their own property lines are and where they're allowed right. to be. And I think that's really important to know what we are responsible for. Where are our property lines? Absolutely. And even in the, you know, even in the relationship of a marriage and, and, you know, obviously you say, well, it doesn't, the Bible say that two become one. (laughs) So therefore there's, there's no boundaries then, right? I mean, there's two becoming one. And obviously that's a unique concept in scripture of a marriage relationship. And yet even in relationship in marriage, the Bible gives us some principles and guidelines, even in the marriage relationship of the fact that Yes, two have become one. And yet at the same time, these are not the same person. These are two individuals that are both working together. And they are, you know, you look in Genesis and you see Adam and Eve very different. They one needs the other for different reasons. And yet right. at the same time, they come together as a unit because they bring God glory as a unit. So, and yet you still see the distinction of the two. Mm-hmm, and right. if we have to be careful, if we say there is no distinction of the two, then we start getting into really dangerous territory um, if we follow that principle all the way out, um, right. because there is distinction. And mm-hmm. I think it's so important that we, you know, um, that's not the purpose of our podcast today. But I do think, you know, you can't just say, oh, well, that, because if you say, well, that's true, then that means this is also true. And that would mean this is also true. So I think we have to be careful when we start thinking unbiblically, we can really get into a mess really quickly in our, our, our theology and our, in our philosophical thinking and, and in our ideology, if we're not very careful. So as we talk about that, we're thinking about, you know, uh, setting individual boundaries mm-hmm. in our own life as an individual, protecting our emotions, maintaining our well-being. I want to stress, we've already said it like four times, but let's stress it one more time, Allison. 
this is healthy. Yes. This yeah, is for healthy relationship. Right. You know, I, I, I want to create a healthy relationship with you. We talked about codependence before. Codependence is when I, I, I'm in somebody else's lane. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this creates the ability for us to have a healthy relationship, but not a wall, um, as right. you said, and we'll, we'll talk about that, but just a really great, healthy relationship that helps us work together. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, that setting that premise. All right. right. Um, you know, we know there are different kinds of boundaries that we can set in our lives. So let's talk about that for a second, Allison. Yeah, I think it's important to note there's so, you know, there's there's many, but at the same time, they a lot of them run together. And so we talked about our emotion, you've mentioned our emotional boundaries. You've mentioned, you know, our personal um, you know, our time, our, you know, physical boundaries, even financial, financial boundaries. And this all goes to our property line, everything inside that line, my emotions, my will, my time, my yeah. finances, my, um, you know, and these, and the way I'm going to handle conflict, the way I'm going to, mm-hmm. to respond when, uh, you know, when my boundaries are challenged, but I, you know, definitely time, emotional, physical, financial and those are all those are all with several different types of relationships whether it's family relationships whether it's relation just friends and even within the marriage these time emotional physical these type of boundaries do need to exist in healthy ways obviously these are healthy boundaries inside a marriage there's not there's not um there's not a there's no such thing as a boundaryless life or a boundaryless yeah relationship and that yeah. unless it's codependency and so yeah. So that that's where that would lead. And so I think that's important to talk about those issues because there's all, there's several. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Proverbs 423 um, is a verse that I just connected to in college, actually. And it's a verse that's gone with me through my life. And I think it's mm-hmm. it's a great thought on and it's above all else. Guard mm-hmm. your heart, guard your heart. Mm-hmm. OK, and that word guard is literally a military word. And it's to set a guard around. It's a protection mm-hmm. around. Okay. It's a boundary. Yeah. It's a okay. I mean, it's I'm a, a I mean, listen mm-hmm. to it. It's a boundary. Mm-hmm. Above all else, guard your heart. Why? For everything you do flows from it. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. you do flows from it. So here Solomon is speaking into, hey, look, set a boundary around your heart. Uh, scripture is right. going to talk about setting a boundary around our minds. Mm-hmm. And we've got these places where scripture is going to speak into, look, we need to set some boundary lines here. And, and these are important. And so when we talk about our heart, obviously, we're talking about so many times that seat of our emotion. Yeah. The connections and the relationships and the things that we have with other people. We think about our mind. We not only think about in our, you know, our own individuality, but we also talk about how quickly Oh my goodness. I can't tell you how quickly I can get into stinking thinking yeah. because I failed to guard my mind. Right. Yeah. And, and I think what scripture connects us to is that when we do guard our heart and our minds, what does it say is the result of that? The peace of God, mm-hmm. it comes into our lives. Right. And so a mind and a heart unguarded, mm-hmm. I think is a recipe for chaos. Yes, it is. And with it's something that we've seen. And even just recently, personally, I've seen where I've let my, you know, my mind kind of, you know, get the best of me. And it does, it can create chaos. It can create broken. It can get to the point where broken relationship. Oh, I just, you know, I might, I 
what if I, what if I had said this, that was in my mind to say, you know, mm. thankfully, um, but, you know, and, and so one of those things, I, th- I think it's important, the, the difference between peace and chaos. And it's, it's funny because guarding and, and setting, setting boundaries sounds so harsh. And so, <laughs> but that is, it's a biblical, like you said, it's a biblical, you can't have peace without these type, without boundaries, without guarding, yeah. without setting these, um, these fences in, in places for our own, for our own peace, but also for, to create these healthy relationships so that within your, within your, um, property, whether mm-hmm. it's your heart, your mind, all of that, yeah. who reigns supreme is not somebody else. It's not the yeah. fear of what somebody else is going to say. It's who reigns supreme is God and that relationship with you and God. That's what you have inside your property. And so guarding your heart um, from these, like you said, stinking thinking, guarding your heart, you know, with these emotional, you know, and the fear of what am I dis- disappointing somebody else yeah. is, is higher and stronger than, than your relationship with God. And that's, but I mean, that's, Deep into broken boundaries mean God's off the throne. Somebody else is on the throne. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and sometimes it's us sitting on that throne mm-hmm. us, uh, yeah. because we, you know, we want what we want. Uh, and there's so many guidelines. I mean, you know, when you read through the book of Proverbs, you know, you they're just one wisdom nugget after the other. You know, it, it's yeah. not the story that unfolds like some books mm-hmm. do, like Esther. Uh, it's yeah. in fact, it's almost one of those. If you're not careful, you just you quickly read it and you don't catch the the principles that are connected because it's just right. a, it's a collection of these wisdom thoughts from yeah. Solomon. And when you read through that book and then you'll hear them repeated in the New Testament, but you know, like for example, don't make friends with a with a hot tempered or an angry person. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Solomon says that in Proverbs, but it's also repeated in the New Testament. Don't make mm-hmm. don't make friends with this type of person. Um, James is cautioning us you know, about relationships and who we set relationships with, um, you know, and, and you get this, avoid the scorner, right. you know, avoid this person, avoid the fool. Don't have her, you know, and Paul's like, look, you yeah, know, break that relationship, yeah. give them, give them over. And if God brings them back, he brings them back. And so yeah. you can just see all of these places where we're given wisdom in the word for relationships and for connections that we have that we ought to set a boundary line for early. And I think yeah. one of the beautiful things about a boundaries, if we learn how to practically implement them in our lives, is that it saves us from a lot of pain and heartache and turmoil later. Yeah. Um, I, I think in my own life, I have seen this repeated and I've seen it repeated in counseling. The... The, 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 I don't, the, I, I don't even know. I'm looking for my word here, but the fact that I don't want to set the boundary and my delay, yeah. that's the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Yeah. My delay yeah. in mm-hmm. setting a boundary that needs to be set early on yeah. becomes my destruction later yeah. on in that relationship because I failed to set it early. And so now I'm reaping this whirlwind and mm-hmm. now it's like, shoot. Yeah, now I, I need just, to, yeah. I, yeah, now I need yeah. to set it. And how do I go back and fix it? Because I'm deep in it now. Right. Is it easier to set a boundary early? And oh. physically, when, when we bought, when we bought the property here in the Dominican Republic, the very first thing the government said, 
put a fence around it mm-hmm. because if there's not a fence around it and somebody comes on that property and builds yep. because you un- you did not mark your property, then you're yep. responsible for anything that happens on there while they're in that house on your property. And then you actually have to pick their house up and move it or build <laughs> them another house somewhere else because mm-hmm. you had an unmarked property. Now that happens. And, and we've seen that happen in relationships and emotionally all the time. Mm-hmm. Boundaries were not set early. And so then those people, there was encroachment. And then instead of yeah. it, it, like you said, it was a destructive a broken relationship and it was so much chaos because now you're having to push something over the property line that they didn't know existed because you didn't tell them that existed and you didn't you you know what I'm saying and so it's um and is it is it easier is it it's definitely healthier it's more biblical and then but think about just from a practical perspective it's more it's easier to just set the boundary first than to get somebody off your property later oh absolutely Absolutely. Because now you've got all kinds of complications. Mm-hmm. And I think right. that's that, you know, that's what changes. So I think there's probably people listening that are just like me and you, Allison. They're like, oh my word. So I've got some places that I, I should set, I need to start mm-hmm. doing this better. And then I've got other places where, oh my goodness, I'm in the middle of all of this <laughs> chaos right now. And, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out how do I go forward and set a boundary in those yeah. areas. And so hopefully as we talk this through, you're going to pick up on some tools you can put in your toolbox. You're going to find some, some steps you can take to help set relationships, uh, uh, boundaries in either relationships or in your own, for you personally, um, Mm -hmm. and taking that evaluation step. And I think it should start with us. Let me just say that, um, start with you, um, and, you know, create those spaces in your life. Um, and, and then let's, so let's talk about that a little bit. So what are the benefits then? Okay. Because there are so many beautiful benefits to setting boundaries. Um, it's not selfish. And that I think is the number one area that I get pushed back on. If I say no, that's selfish. Or if I say, you know, uh, if I say far enough, that's selfish. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we, that's just not true. And we just got to get this, this thought pattern out of our heads. That's absolutely wrong because it's killing us. Right. Exactly. If I, um, if, if you can say, because you only have, for example, if we look at the, if we look at a boundary of time, you only have, it's not like if you've spread that boundary out, Mm -hmm. God's given you, okay, now you have an extra six hours in your day. No, you, it's got to, when you give to something, you're taking something away, especially when we're, when we're looking at these physical, um, physical boundaries of time, finance, uh, that type of thing, that there's only so much to go around Yeah, and even our emotional energy are, you know, obviously, but Mm -hmm. let's just talk about it from a practical standpoint. If what's gone is gone. And so if I give my time to this, then I've taken some time away from, and so that's where you can see where where your boundary should be because if you're too much in you know in in women's ministry if you're too much you know at the church which is good which is you know decorating for for christmas and giving you know making cupcakes for all the mothers for mother's day that's great but where did that time come from and where was did did it come from your family time did it come from and so when you look at when you look at these um these physical boundaries of time and money you gave 
it had to come from somewhere. And mm -hmm. so that's where you can kind of identify where the boundary should have been. Oh, I spent four hours doing this. So now I've missed four hours with my children or I've missed four hours with, you know, being, doing healthy habits for myself or, you know, and so that's, that's really into, that's, it's a really good kind of a tool to say, um, from an, from a physical perspective, that's a really good tool to say, okay, where did it come from and where, so that's where you can say, okay, my, my boundary has been blurred and I need to go back and set it. And it's not selfish because you're, mm -hmm. you're saying, I only have enough energy. I only have enough time. I only have enough finances for mm -hmm. this and my family, you know, and my personal, my personal well being is, um, is what, what set, what has sacrificed because something has, something is being sacrificed. And so you can look at what, what it is. Oh, absolutely. And and I think, you know, it's easy for us to sometimes, especially in a Christian world, mm. um, to say, well, I mean, this is a spiritual thing, right? So therefore, mm. I mean, I'm supposed to sacrifice my family for the ministry, right? Wrong. Mm. Yeah. Wrong. Right. Right. Go to scripture. Where's the priority? Okay. Mm -hmm. it, it's not God and ministry. It's, yeah. it, you know, it's God, your, your husband or wife, if you're married, your children, yeah. you know, and then you've got your ministry. Okay. Or, or other types of things, you know, that can easily overtake a relationship or overtake a situation. And I think for all of us, what we fail to do so many times is we fail to realize the principle of seasons. And yeah. I think that's a balance in, in those, in our lives. Are there seasons in your life, especially in ministry where you're going to live at the church, for example, or yeah. you're going to be super busy and you're not mm -hmm. going to see your family as much as you want to during that season. Absolutely. Yeah. There are seasons yeah. like that. Okay. Right. So how do I find that balance and how do I, how do I moderate that season of my life? Well, if I know it's coming, I step into it. Like right now I'm getting ready to go into a very, very busy travel season for me. So that means I'm gone every single week from now till, I mean, really starting in September till Christmas, I'm gone every single week. And some right. of those weeks I'm out of the country. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that means I'm getting ready to live out of a suitcase. Now that meant there's a prep that, so for me, in order to be healthy during that season of my life, I had to do some things knowing that season was coming right? in order to get ready for that season so that I can be healthy Number one, in, as an individual, so I can stay healthy personally and so that therefore more can stay healthy. And right. so all of these different things. So I think it's not that we never have seasons of yeah. financial strength busy, busy, right? or busy yeah. time restraints mm -hmm. or whatever. That, that's not what we're saying. What we are saying is you better have balance in your life and you better mm -hmm. have a fall and a winter and a spring and a summer. You've yeah. got to have seasons, right? Mm -hmm. So there, yeah. you've got to have times. Um, where you're like, okay, you know what? We're putting this whole thing on pause and mm -hmm. I've got this planned in my, in my schedule. Uh, you know, and, and when we hire people on at dare for more, one of the things we require is a vacation. And yeah. I, I, and I've had people look at me and be like, you mean this is required? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. it's required. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. because there's, you know, there's people that are like, you know what, well, we just, we're just so into this. We don't take a vacation. We don't do these things. No, you have to take a vacation and yeah. you have to step away. Um, you know, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. Right. Exactly. You yes. just can't, but you shouldn't be in bed every day. You know what I mean? No. Right. And there's, you know, and there's one of those that's creating the margin. I think you and I talked about this. Um, Absolutely. When I was really struggling with 
this um, with just emotional, you know, mm -hmm. just un I was unhealthy. I was really struggling just with emotions. And, uh, and you're like, you absolutely have no margin. Where have you created margin? <laughs> and so, you know, just teaching somebody to create margin. Yeah. And it just, it's so interesting because it just happened. Um, this past, I mentioned Mother's Day because Gary, my, my husband, I'm the pastor's wife. And, um, and I was running around trying to figure out how to give a gift to the women of our church for Mother's Day. And uh, and it was it was interesting because Gary Speaking said, of that Mother's Day is at a different time of year Mother's in the Dominican Day is at a different than it time, is in the U.S. Time. Okay. Yeah. Do we know Mother's Day is a little bit later. Uh, and so but and Gary said, don't. I mean, it was just very simple. The pastor of the church tells me, just don't. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you can't, you have no time. You have, you're, you're running around emotionally. So it's not coming from a heart of love, you know? And so he's like, right. why do you feel like it? And I'm like, I just, they, that's what they expect. And he was like, no, no, you know, it's, that's, that's not why you're supposed to do these things. And so he mm -hmm. was like actually saying, so he literally, he literally said, don't. And so I, I mean, I stood frozen in the kitchen, like walking around going, what, well, what do I, what do I do? And he's like, you don't. And it was just, it was an interesting pause because then I, then all the fear came in and it was like, okay, what are the, what the women are going to say something that they're going to say yes. ever. I'm going to get two emails from two women that I know specifically are going to tell me what I should have done. And then I'm going to, and then I'm already, you know, and so with all this fear is growing mm -hmm. because I've created this expectation and, and my husband's like, no, just don't. Um, and so it's interesting because on Sunday morning of mother's day, I just walk in, I say, hello, we make sure there's coffee and cup, you know, and I'm sitting there and there's no, we say mothers, you know, happy mother's day. We love everybody. We have a prayer over the mothers, but I didn't, you know, and uh, nobody said anything. Nobody emailed me. Nobody said I was a horrible person. And mm -hmm. I, so it was like, what that boundary that I had let, you know, it was more my fear of what sure. they were going to say. And Absolutely. it was more, and it was really more of an expectation, but is it really, eternal does it have eternal consequences and it's you know or is it does a cupcake and 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 what's so funny is the cupcake if i if i make a cupcake for a mother the kids come in you know and, and she gives it to them mm -hmm. right and so right. it's like and that makes me mad and then i'm like i'm just protecting my emotions all around and so it was so it was so interesting because just by telling me don't no gary was and 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 say why why is this important why do you and it was really, it was like, so you're just doing it because if somebody else is going to say something bad about you or something, you know, and, uh, and it really helped me just establish why mm -hmm. we do things yeah. and why there, there are seasons that have it like, like your travel and, and other things or, or just being ready for church, not with cupcakes, but just being ready to love on somebody yeah. because I'm mm -hmm. rested and quiet is so much more important than me crazy running around trying to hand people a cupcake. And that was a boundary. And it was interesting because he was able to say, you've only done this because people expect it. So well, let's see what happens, you know, when, yeah. when it's taken away and not, it was fine. Um, Absolutely. But it was why I was being, I was being motivated by fear and by, uh, personal by guilt. I have to be, and, and by guilt, I have to be the best, you know, pastor's wife ever and a little competition in there, you know? I okay. Well, of course. Right. <laughs> well, but, but you know, guilt, I think this is huge, Allison, yeah. because mm -hmm. guilt drives so much, so much of what is connected to boundaries yes. is this, this, or the lack of, maybe we mm -hmm. should say that way is that guilt, because the minute we start to try to set a boundary, guilt arises. Right. 
you know, I'm not, I'm not, well, that would mean I'm not a good pastor's wife. Well, that means yeah. I'm not a this. Well, that means I'm not a good mom. Well, that means I'm not a this. Well, that means I'm not a this. Wait a minute. And so we, as long as we let guilt drive yeah. our, our decision-making, then we rarely say no to yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was, <laughs> I was watching a reel the other day of Tim Hawkins. He makes me laugh. Um, you know, he's just funny and he makes me laugh and he was doing this little clip of, um, you know, of, of the fact that as a dad, uh, he, he's become the no meister, you know, and he's like, it's really easy to do. You know, my kid goes, Hey dad, can I do this? No, you know, Hey dad, can I do And And it was a whole parody that he was doing on the fact that, you know, you have to learn to get good at saying no, saying no, Uh, but here's the thing. and, And I just think this is so important. And I hope it's an aha moment for somebody. When you say no to one thing, it enables you to say yes to something else. Right. Yeah. I don't think we should just say no for the sake of saying no. Right. Okay. I think you should say yes when you can. Okay. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the saying no to one thing gives you the ability to say yes to something Mm -hmm. else. I say no to that extra responsibility so I can say yes to my husband and my kids. I say Mm -hmm. no to this extra, you know, to this thing or to that thing. I say no so that I can be healthy mentally. I say no Mm -hmm. so that I can build a better relationship or whatever that might be. Um, You know, for the singles that are out there in the dating scene, you know, I set physical boundaries in my Mm -hmm. life and I say no to this. So why? So that when I get married, I can say yes to my, to my spouse in a Mm -hmm. more, in a more intimate way than I could have if I had said yes to everyone who I have ever dated in a physical relationship. Mm -hmm. So you can apply this across the board in so many places. And we have to be careful that we don't let guilt drive our decision-making processes, because if it does, we're saying yes for all the wrong reasons. And we're rarely saying no at all. And I think, you know, we don't have time to I don't think we have time in this podcast to really dive into how do I address guilt, but I would Mm -hmm. recommend you get the book because he's going to talk about, and he's going to unfold some of this overcoming some of this guilt and maintaining this healthy boundary, despite the pushback, because you know how it is, Allison, you, you hit a home run on your mother's day because nobody said anything, but here's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. You would have made the right call. Even if they they had said something, Mm -hmm. there's times when you can't win in those areas. Yeah. And you know what I did was the right thing, even though I'm going to get pushback from it. Right. It was exactly. the right thing to do. And so I think, you know, we have to be emotionally mature enough to be able to make those calls in our life. And right. guilt is the thing that keeps us from being able to make that good decision because we're so afraid of what someone yeah. else is going to think or whatever. And I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm the queen it's, of this. Yeah. I need a t-shirt that's got my name on it, you know, because right. I do it all the time and I have to catch myself and go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not the right thinking on this. Yeah. And why am I, am I operating in this relationship? Am I operating out of fear? Mm. Um, and like you said, guilt, uh, afraid of what they're going to say, afraid of what they're, you know, I'm afraid of, uh, afraid of that conflict that's coming mm. or, Am I, am I, or is this a healthy boundary that that person needs because they need responsibility. They need to be responsible for that, you know, to carry their own, um, to carry their own load. And I need to be responsible for my own, for my own property line. 
and um, you know, good fences make good neighbors. And I thought, and that's so true, even in relationships, yep. even yeah. in a marriage relationship, it's yep. so true. Um, I, again, I'm, I'm so full of personal examples today, but it's just, it's just interesting <laughs> because it literally just happened. It was two days ago, Gary and I, as many people know, and we're in these seasons of just really very busy and, um, we don't have kids, but, and so we, sometimes our, our, um, our, our schedules are, don't intercede and, and he's not, he's not a cooker. He's doesn't, he doesn't cook. He can't he can't find the fork star kitchen. Let's just be honest. Um, he's, that's just what we set right. boundaries in community and what, what he was going to be responsible for in the marriage, as far as tasks and what I'm responsible for in the marriage. We, we set that 23 years ago. He's responsible for the outside, the yard, the car, all of those big things, you know, and sure. I'm responsible basically for the inside, you know? And so we actually did set that. And, and his, uh, he was, he promised when we first got married, he promised, and it was in, in uh, couples counseling, he promised to mow the lawn and always shovel the snow. That was, that was, those were his big issues that he was going to do. <laughs> so and he moved so, to the Dominican, so there's no shoveling of so, snow. <laughs> so I, it's, I mean, it was a brilliant, I mean, it was like a genius move, you know, just it was to a tropical genius. country. So, right. you know, mm-hmm. and I, I was complaining one day about, you never help around the house. And he stood up and pointed to the lawn outside and our palm trees and our coconut <laughs> trees. And he said, you've never seen snow on our driveway. I have completed what I set out. <laughs> what I promised you in our house. And, you know, that's true. But the other day we were talking about meals. I'm like, here's when I can cook. Here's when I can, here's when we can have dinner there. And here are the days that, you know, and we were just talking about a little menu situation, but he added this and he's never done this before. And so I, I, I called him on it. He added this, you know, oh, I, this sounds good. And I'm like, yeah, I can, yeah, I've got that. I've got the ingredients that I've got the time to do that. Let's do that. And then he added the, but is it going to be good? And I was like, and I, I was like, you've never asked that. But and I, I, thankfully, and we have, a, we're, we're healthy. We're fine. We're good. I didn't, if he had caught me at the wrong moment, I, you know, I don't know what I would have done, but right. it, it, he said, but it would be good. And I was like, you know, I said, you've never actually asked that before. We always go over a little menu, but I, the adding that that's not cool. And, you know, and he's like, no, I just want to. And I was like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to eat, I'm going to cook and you're going to eat. And if you don't want it, if it's not good, I was like, you've never added that question before. And I thought it was so funny. And so we had a little chit chat about it and we're fine because I did. I was like, Hey buddy, property line right there. No, it's, right. it's going to be, it's going to be cooked at some, you know, with, a, I, I'm not, I'm not Ina Garten here. I'm, I'm not Julia Childs. Um, and so it was just a really funny moment because I'm like, what's this, but we already had our comp and that's, and I'm just, I'm giving you an example of inside a marriage. There are times when, Hey, there's a, there's a boundary line. And I think, and this is a funny example of, wait a minute, I'm going to, you, you're pushing on, on this, whether it's going to be delicious or not. No, it's not going to, it's not going to be four star. It's going to be uh, one and a half stars, um, but it's also gonna, right. it's going to keep you from dying. <laughs> but it's also and that, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, did you die? No, and yeah. so that's yeah. that's that's my boundary line. I didn't kill you with my food. I think that's my property line on on the cooking. But I, what we've talked about is it healthy with inside a marriage? But yep. these conversations and communications of who's doing what. Um, with the finances and who's doing what with the schedule and who's doing and when when a conflict happens mm-hmm. what are you doing and saying to me and what am I doing and saying to you mm-hmm. that I'm I'm like no 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 not that tone 
not that, not those words, not that, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and even within a marriage, even the two become one concept, there's still a, uh, okay, I I crossed the line on you, you know, on that. I'm sorry. I, you know, in this conflict resolution as a marriage, even as one flesh, I shouldn't have said that to you know, to you because that crossed into your emotional well-being. So I think for a marriage, I, you know, and being able to have that, you know, when you have these healthy relationships and healthy boundaries, even inside, you know, that, that, that intimate relationship. Absolutely. Cause you know, you, you basically have said it communication. Once you establish boundaries, you Mm -hmm. have to communicate what those boundaries are. And when people step across those boundaries, you have to let them know that they just did. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, I know, you know, I had a counseling situation. It's been many, 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 many years ago, um, where there were two family members that were just, um, uh, I mean, it was awful. Um, the, mm-hmm. the, the way they yelled and screamed and, and at each other and, um, you know, two, it was two sisters and, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking to the one sister and this was, I mean, she was talking to me about it. I'm saying, what do you do when your sister goes off on you? What, what do you do when all that goes down? And these are grown women, right? So this is not yeah, yeah. a 13 year old and a 15 year old. This is, these are grown women now. These are adult women. And she's like, well, I, I just don't do anything. I cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just sit there and I just sit and cry. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I probably would cry too. However, yeah. You got to set a boundary line and you've got to yeah. communicate that. And, and I think, you know, it's like, okay, what does that look like? Well, it says, you know what, wait a minute, you know, it, it I, I'm not going to let you talk to me that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to have this conversation with you, but if you can't have it in a way that honors the Lord and honors me, I can't do this with you. And so right. let's, we'll have this at another time and you walk away and, and, and I, I'll never forget. She said, but she would never let me get a word in. And I'm like, then just walk away. So then you just get up and you walk away. You don't sit there in the room. Mm -hmm. You don't sit in the house. And she's like, well, where would I go? I'm like, you go get in your car and you leave. I mean, you, you know, it's just like, well, would that be, well, that wouldn't be right. Would it? And I'm like, are you kidding Mm -hmm. me? And you know, yes, it would absolutely be right. You know, um, because you know, you can, we can allow people to speak to us in a way that's disrespectful, to treat us in a way that's disrespectful, uh, whether that be, you know, verbally, in this case, it was verbally. And I can allow myself to be just berated that way time and time and time and time and time and time again. And I can just sit there and cry and take it, cry and take it, cry and take it. Or I can say, you know what, this is not good. And this is not healthy. And this is not, this, this, this doesn't work. And so I'm going to draw this boundary line here. And, and, I, and, you know, one of the things she asked me, she said, well, what if, what if she never talks to me again? Mm-hmm. And that was really, it's her sister, right? So it's just a big okay, question. What yeah. if she, ne- what if she never talks to me again? And I'm like, well, let me ask you, do you have a good relationship right now with her? Yeah. And she said, no. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you want it to change? And she said, yes. And I'm like, then if your sister loves you and wants to change that relationship, she's not going to just walk away and not talk to you again. Right. She's going to figure out a way to get that done. But if she doesn't love you and she Mm -hmm. doesn't want a good relationship with you, then she's not. And therefore you're going to keep this up. So, you know, these are hard words for all Mm -hmm. of us in these moments of difficulty. Mm -hmm. But I think there's moments where we have to do a reality check and we say, wait a minute, what, what am I doing here? 
Yeah. You know, why am I allowing someone to treat me this way or act this way or, or, and I, and I believe, well, that's just how they are. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Yeah. well, that's, that's just what they do. Or that's our no. dynamic. That's how we are as it is. Yes. Yeah. But it's destructive mm-hmm. and it, it rips at your soul. And, and so communicating to people, these are the boundaries. I need to yeah. communicate this to you, whether it's a physical boundary in a relationship, I'm dating somebody and I need to communicate a physical boundary to you, whether it's an emotional boundary, whether it's, you know, Hey, I'm not going to let you talk to me that way. Um, yeah. I'll never forget telling, telling somebody one time you, you hang up the phone and you're like, mm-hmm. I hang up on somebody. Yeah. Yes. What you do is you just say, I'm hanging up now because I'm not going to allow you to treat me this way. If you want to have this conversation yeah. and we can do it like adults, call me back hang up. Yeah. And that's the end of that. And what you're doing is you're saying, no, wait a minute. I, I won't, I won't allow that. And mm-hmm. if you get to set this boundary and communicating that boundary is so important because right. a lot of times that's the first step to yeah. success is mm-hmm. saying it out loud, you yeah, know? Exactly. Yeah. And creating like, like even these, these signs and these boundaries. So they know it's protection for you, but it's also protection for them mm-hmm. to say, Oh, okay. You know, this is how far and boundaries are so safe. Fence lines are so safe, mm-hmm. but that's communication. The signs that say, uh, you know, do not cross this line. This is, you know, private property. This is an emotional boundary. Don't say this, don't say that. Um, and there were, you know, as you're even in, in our work relationships, you know, there's some people I didn't, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a snapper. I don't snap to get people's attention. I just, you know, I snap and, uh, and as I, I snap my fingers, I don't just, you know, snap explosively. Yes. Um, snap. Let's clarify that. Just snap your fingers. It's a thing I, you do. I just mm-hmm. right there. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, one of our coworkers is like, that's really triggering for me for this reason. And so I've had to kind of like scale back on the, you know, on the on, even that on the snapping. Or, or scale back on the joking sometimes, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, these casual relationships, oh, that joke went too far, or you said something that, you know, um, that's, it, it's, but those communicating up front, it's not, it's, it's so healthy. It's, it's healthy for a person to be able to say, I'm, I'm putting this, I need you to not say this or, 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 or do this or, or snap or snap your fingers or whatever. And it's also healthy for the other person to respect that, um, and, mm-hmm. and when you don't respect it, Hey, don't, you know, don't make a joke about, you know, don't make a joke about my mom, for example. Oh, you're just being sensitive. That's a, that's a disrespected boundary. And right. that's, and, and so, so even like in joking and, and these type of relationships, Hey, don't do that. Oh, you're just being too sensitive that, you know, no, 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 I I'm setting a boundary and you're not respecting that boundary. Um, that's that, but that communication is so key because if you're going to get mad, at somebody for making a joke, but they didn't know because you haven't communicated. You didn't put the line up. You didn't say private Mm -hmm. property, you know? And and so, but getting mad, but then say, Oh, Hey, wait, you know, I heard you say this the other day. It really bothered me. Can you from now on not joke that way? Um, And if if it's something football, football season is coming. Football season Mm. is here. And there's some relationships that need to, I know Lynn and I, Lynn's a Georgia fan. I'm an Alabama fan. We know not to speak to each other on certain days of the fall. We just know that that's a, you know, that's a, that's a boundary because I'm not going to make fun of your quarterback and you're not going to make fun of, you know, of my coach and blah, blah, blah. And so, but we've, you know, and that's a, that's a, that's a humorous way to look at certain things need to be communicated up front like, because like you said, the sister can't just sit back and cry and not communicate what, 
what what it is she's crying about and where, where her boundary was crossed because that person's going to continue doing that no, because exactly you haven't right. told them you haven't told them what the boundary is that they've crossed yeah and i think one of the craziest things women say and can i just say because we we do it okay so I, i'm a it, one yeah. and we do it okay there is this really crazy thing that women do and that is that we believe that the person on the other side of that relationship should mm -hmm. if they loved us they would they know, would know. Right. <laughs> okay. And so no. it's like, it's like a test. And yes. what we're doing is we're go like, okay, I'm not going to tell you what I'm thinking. I'm not going to mm -hmm. tell you what I feel. However, if you, if you love me, you're you going know. to do one of two things. You're going to ask mm -hmm. me or you're going to know. Okay. Girls, girls, mm -mm. girls, that is yeah. stupid. Okay. Yeah. Can I just it's say that's so ridiculous. stupid? Okay. Right. Because people don't know, they can't read our minds. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they don't love us more if they could read our minds or they can't right. read our minds. Okay. That has nothing to do with it. Okay. Yeah. Um, should they ask you, you know, it's, I know women who they, they, you know, they do this whole drama thing and all, it's all like, well, I'm hoping they're going to ask me what's wrong. And then when they ask me mm -mm. what's wrong, then I'm going to be able to tell and them. And tell that'll them. be a sign that they really love me. Oh, mm -mm. grow up. I just want to say, what no. is going on? No. Yeah. If you've got a problem, if you're if you're hurting in some way, if you need to have a conversation, let's go have the conversation. Right. And I know it's not easy, Allison, but come yeah. on. We got to quit yeah. all this drama hoping to somehow... When, when in our hearts, oh, they loved me because they did that. Because they asked or they didn't do no. that. Yeah. And let me tell you something. We've, I mean, we've, you know, that's a general stereotype. It's generally true. We've, we've seen it. But on the other side, men, I feel like know not to ask. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it's not. Ooh, I'm not going to ask that. I'm not going there. <laughs> I, I know better to than to ask because I don't want to start something, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, because, yeah. you know, we can tell by the way you're slamming the pots down in the kitchen or by the way you're, you know, huffing, um, you know, yes. and, and cleaning up like a martyr on, at right at, you know, right. right when the evening news starts or whatever. Um, They know not to ask. And so, no, they're not, they're going to, I mean, they're, you've got a negative, yeah. uh, you know, it's a negative 5% chance that they're going to actually ask what's wrong because they know better. Um, and so you're expecting something you're expecting, literally expecting the impossible. You're expecting them to read your mind. You're yes. expecting, and then you, and so you've, you've, you've set them up for failure oh. and then for, and then for some reason that you're still mad at them. And then that's, that's so unfair and yeah. it's so unhealthy and mm -hmm. it's not making you happy. And I no. think some people like to be miserable um, thinking, oh, well, I knew it. I knew he wasn't going to ask. And I just, I just knew it, you know? And so you keep that right. the cycle continues, you know, continues. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, you kind of sit in that misery and the, the martyr and the, and the victim, uh, mentality when you really just needed to say, Hey, um, it might not be the time right now, but there's a couple things I need to ask you or a couple things to say, because you've done this, you know, and not in an accusatory way, but I, you know, I was made to feel this way. So, Let's, let's talk about it um, at a, you know, at a time where I'm not huffy and at a time where I can clearly communicate what's truly the problem. Is it an unmet, you know, an unmet yeah. expectation or is it, you know, um, and so the not communicating and expecting somebody to read your mind, it's just yeah. not going to happen. No, it's and you not. don't want them to read your mind all the time because no, we don't. No, we don't. And you know, the, and if I read one more Facebook post of, you know, who you are. 
Upright. Yes, exactly. You know no, who you are. And I'm, get, and I'm like, oh my goodness, erase that post and go call that person. Go talk right. to them, take them out for coffee and get this yes. thing fixed. Not, I know you know who you are kind right. of thing. Yeah. Um, but it just shows really, honestly, it shows our own fears and insecurities because we're so afraid. Mm-hmm. We're so afraid. That if we set boundaries, we'll lose relationships. Or if we set boundaries, people will be mad. Or if we set boundaries, we won't meet up to people's expectations. And there is a point, and I think there's a secret sauce that lies underneath the getting down. What is the root of setting a good boundary? And I think the secret sauce to some of this is being okay Mm -hmm. to do what is right before the Lord, even even if the person or the people or whoever it is on this other side, um, you know, whether it's somebody at work or whatever, even if they're not over here giving you their approval. Right. Yeah. And and that's difficult to do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do. Um, and, but it's important for us to do because at the root of that healthy relationship, I think uh, any healthy relationship mm-hmm. is being able to, set those boundaries and understand that not everyone is going to understand and not everyone right. is going to get it. And, um, and, and being okay with that and, and being and okay have, with and, that and being okay with that. And, you know, am I okay? Once I set the boundary of no mother's day gift, am I okay with a couple, like you said, a couple of women being upset mm-hmm. with me? Yes. Because when I went into church, I was able to put my emotional energy into hugging and loving on women and, you know, in the church and not worried about running around, you know? Yeah. And so am I, when I put a boundary um, on a family member and say, no, I can't do that for you this week, or I can't give that money to you this week. And, am and it is what's, what's more important. Is it, you know, your relationship with, with, with the Lord and, and, and creating a healthy boundary for that person, or is just like what they think of you. And, and I think those, what people think of you is on the throne instead of, you know, who really needs to be on the throne. And we're so afraid of, but, Many times it's so, so many times it's not as bad as you've built it up in your head. Their response so many times now, not all the time. And we know that we've, Mm -hmm. we've counseled people through that, but there are so many times when you've built up this expectation so much. Um, Mm -hmm. and then when you're like, I put a boundary and it wasn't, no, they, they completely understood why, because you communicated clearly. And now it's, you know, um, and it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I can't do this, but I can, you know, I can do this or this. And so many times it's not nearly as bad as what you think it. And when it is bad, um, you still have, you've still done the right thing. And I think so many times we're, are we doing the right thing for the wrong reasons? Or are we doing Mm -hmm. the right, you know, are we saying, no, I've got to make a boundary because this, I need emotional energy so I can give to my family or to my ministry or to, you know, just be me and the Lord uh, versus, I am spending so much emotional energy on this person that doesn't even realize, um, how, you know, how, how they're treating me or how, or how they're being crossed. And, and now that relationship could be, it's going to get, that's the thing. And we've talked, we talked about this with codependency. It's not going to get better. It's not no. like they're going to, it's not like when, when <laughs> we create about, we, when we don't have fence, when we don't have fences, it's not like people are going to know there. It's going to keep their, that they're going to make their own, they're going to make That's their right. own wall and boundary and, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And Absolutely. it doesn't get better until you start communicating and stop being fearful of that pushback 
um, whether it's whether it's time, whether it's finances, whether it's emotional energy, whether it's that conflict, how I'm going to deal with this conflict, mm -hmm. any of those must have clear communication and boundaries. And whether or not you, you cannot make decisions based on what somebody else is, how somebody else is going to be responding. You're right. responsible for your property line. You're not responsible for how they um, respond, mm -hmm. how they respond. You're not responsible for that. Yeah. They're, that's their, that's their property line. You know, that's, that, yeah. that's their line. You have your fence and you're responsible not for them, but for, for you. Yeah. And I think it's important that we clarify. Uh, I hope you mm -hmm. picked this up. This is not, we're not telling you not to be empathetic or mm -hmm. not to care about people. Boundaries are not about being ugly. Boundaries yeah. are not yeah. about treating people poorly. Boundaries yeah. are not about, you know, any of those things. Boundaries are, are, are put in place so that you can have a healthy relationship with somebody so yep. that you can show love and compassion and empathy mm -hmm. so that you can speak into each other's lives in a, mm -hmm. in a healthy and a positive way uh, so that you can do all of the one another's in scripture that we can comfort right. one another, love yeah. one another. We can edify and encourage one another. It, boundaries uh, give us the opportunity to do those things very, very well. Um, and we, if we don't, then, you know, sometimes on the other side of this is, well, if you love me, you would, if you, mm. you know, if you, this, you would, or, or, or a person who's so selfish on the other side. And, you know, we, we haven't flipped this coin over, but maybe somebody's listening and you're the, you're, you're the problem, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. you're, you're the one that people need to be setting some boundaries with. And I think we got to flip that coin around and say, no, wait a minute, let me think about my relationships here. Mm -hmm. And what do I'm asking of people? Is it all about me? And it's all selfish and it's all self-centered yeah. and it's all self-focused. Mm -hmm. And I am the middle of the, you know, I am the sun and I need everything to revolve mm -hmm. around revolves, me. Right. Uh, yeah. And when somebody sets a boundary on me, I go ballistic because, uh, you know, yeah we, we have to look at both sides of that coin. So mm -hmm. we're, we're talking about creating healthy relationships and in doing right. so, so you can show empathy and that mm -hmm. you can show care. And, and we've all gone the extra mile for people and right. we should, yeah. mm -hmm. and we've yeah. all sacrificed and we should, and we've right. all served one another and we should. So we're not saying don't be a servant, don't go the extra mile and, and, and right. don't sacrifice for others. That's not what we're saying. What we're mm -hmm. saying is we do that in a way that's healthy. And we do mm -hmm. that in a way that is biblical. And to do that, we have to set these really healthy boundary lines whether that be at work or, or personally, or in our relationships right. with people. And we, we just kind of begin to do those things. And what we find ourselves in, we find, okay, you know what? Um, I remember um, a, a season of ministry where I did not know how to say no. Mm, yeah. And everything, everybody asked me, every phone call that came in, mm -hmm. I took, Every yeah. counseling situation. That was fun, man. I really appreciated when you were like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, people yeah. would email me, mm -mm. call me, text me. Can I yeah. talk? Can I counsel? Mm. Can you help me through a problem? And I mean, you know, I, I wanted to help them and I right. said yes to everybody. Mm. Well, what was happening was I, all of a sudden I woke up and I was, I was seven, 16, 17 hour days yeah. all, you know, and I was going seven days a week. And mm. I, I was, I was like, Oh, and the Lord was just like Reba. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, 
I've created a boundary for you here that you are not abiding by. And that boundary is that there are seasons of rest and there's a day of rest. And Mm -hmm. I want to know where yours is at. I want to understand that principle. Where, where is, where is this in your life? And I don't see it. And, um, Mm -hmm. I remember that's that conviction that fell on my heart and my soul. Mm -hmm. And, but I remember my first thought that came after that conviction fell. My next thought was, but how can I say no? Because these yeah. people have these people have problems, Lord. I have, you know, how can I say no? And and I'll never forget making a commitment before the Lord and really laying it out before Him. And Allison, it was not almost three or four hours later. I got <laughs> a text message. You know, mm-hmm. came in. Hey, Reba, mm-hmm. could I talk to you? Yeah. And I and it was the moment. Here it was. Yeah. You know. And I was, and I'll never forget crafting that response and how difficult it was. And I was like, I am so sorry. I am not going to be able to walk through this with you. I would mm-hmm. love to, but I can't because yeah. of what right now I've got going on in my life. Here's a couple other resources. Mm-hmm. Re- hopefully someone will be able to help you reach out to one of these guys, whatnot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I remember hitting, I mean, it was difficult for me to hit that. Okay. Send button. Send. Yeah. And shoot it out there. Mm-hmm. And I just thought they're going to hate me. They're going to think yeah. I don't care. They're going to think I don't love them. They're going to think whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's just that moment where the Lord, I got this sense of peace. Like, okay, mm-hmm. that's what I needed you to do. Yeah. You can't say yes to everything. If you say mm-hmm. yes to everything, then there won't be a you mm-hmm. to do what yeah. I've called you to do. And yeah. so I think for all of us, as we're, whether this be emotional management, time management, mm-hmm. finance management, whether it be relationship management, whatever we're in, I think Allison, this is just a big deal. Uh, yeah. we, we've got to be okay to mm-hmm. say, I'm sorry, I can't, yeah. you know, I'd love to, but I can't, we, we've got to be okay to say, you know what? I, I can't allow this to go on like this anymore mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it's just, you know, destroying me. Right. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, or I've become their God and, Mm -hmm. and that they don't know how to, they don't know how to live by themselves. I think we've, some of us have always been confused by that Galatians six chapter, bear one another's burdens, let every man bear his own burden. What does that mean? And I think, you know, and, and, and looking at it from a biblical perspective and looking at, you know, the other principles, like in Proverbs, like you said, like with, um, uh, in first Thessalonians, every man do his own work with his own hands. And there's, there's personal responsibilities that everybody has their personal responsibilities, their property. And then there are times, whether it's grief or special need, a special needs child, or whether it's a, a, mm-hmm. a illness where everybody comes together and helps that person with that specific burden that they can't carry on their own. And so if that kind of helps somebody go like, okay, when do I, you know, first of all, mm-hmm. be spirit filled, understand, you know, have, you know, God is always offering wisdom. Let's have some of that, you know, and, but there are other times we're like, no, that's, that's a, that's a them problem. That's a, 
that's a, that's their own load. They need to, they need to kind of work that out. Yep. Um, cause I got my own stuff that I'm dealing with, you know? Um, and then there are other times I'm like, no. And we, we, we have a mutual friend that's going through something, you know, a, a child with cancer that that is a burden that they cannot carry on their own. So, all, right. you know, so there's so many people who are going to answer their, you know, their, their phone call. Now, you know, if, mm-hmm. if, um, if Tony and Jenny call you right now, you're going to drop everything, you know, and because that's, that's exactly a burden right. that they're not right. And so, but, and understand that's what that Galatians, those, those Galatians versus mean. There are times when we all step in and carry these huge burdens for one another and with one mm-hmm. another in these extreme times. But then there are other times when we're like, that's your work. You do that. That's, this is my lane. This is where, this is my property. And that's, and there's biblical principles in, like I said, in, in Thessalonians and that's all throughout right. the epistles, all throughout Proverbs. It's what, you know, and so understanding the difference um, because I'm not, if, you know, if one of these people call me and with an incredible burden, I'm not going to be like, nope, nope, nope. Just, I'm, I'm really good at saying no, no, it's, it's understanding right. there are these burdens and then there's this responsibility that each, each, each of us have. And I think the other thing that you, you alluded to, and when you were talking about when you were giving so much uh, of your time and resources, that happens so much. And I'm just going to put a little, um, a little side note in here that happens so much with single women. Mm-hmm. It happens so much with, you know, because, oh, well, you know, you've got tons of extra time on your hands because you don't have this and this and this, that, right. you know, and so, and I've seen it not only happen with you, but I've seen it happen with my other, um, my other single women in ministry friends, because I have several, um, and people kind of, uh, tend to think that, oh, you can be a babysitter or you could be a, you know, free, you know, chit chat right. this, or you can do an extra ministry at church or you know, this and that. Yeah. And, um, and I do feel like, I'm just going to say this little side note. I do feel like, um, single women or, uh, or women without children, uh, are expected to carry an extra load for other people. And, um, that's not necessarily, uh, healthy or, or necessary. So you are still allowed, even though you are single, you are still allowed to put boundaries on your time. I'm just letting everybody know that right now. Thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, and you have to, <laughs> you have to, yeah. if you're going to accomplish something for God. Right. Uh, because yeah. I think at the end of the day, regardless of what those boundaries are, I have a little saying in my own life and my whole family, they've heard me say it so much. They, when I start it, they all finish it, um, that I've learned <laughs> it put in my own life and it's not my circus, not my monkeys. Not my and monkeys, right? Not yeah, okay. not my circus, not my monkeys. And and for what that means for Reba Bowman is that is not an area that I need to get involved in. That is not my circus. Those are not my monkeys. I I I can't help if the monkeys are out and everything's going crazy. That's not what God has called me to do. You know, right, yeah. And and I have to know um mm-hmm. that, and I have to set those boundary lines in my own personal life because my wiring is, uh, let's. I love to solve everybody's problem and I love yeah. to help everybody fix it. And, mm-hmm. and, but that, but I can't do what God's called me to do. Right. If, if I, if I do that. And I think the right. devil knows that. So he comes mm-hmm. at us with not sinful things. Right. But he yeah. comes at us with other things right. that, that keep us from doing what God's called us to. And whether that be God's called you to this marriage focus. It's important to focus on it. He's called you to your family and and to raising your children. Focus on it. He's called you to that ministry. Not everybody's ministry. Do the thing he's called you to, whether that be a relationship, you've got to keep healthy relationships so that you can be healthy. So you can do the thing God's Mm -hmm. called you to do set those boundaries. 
So, you know, as we, we've been trying to do these little quizzes, Allison, so I know that mm. maybe some people are wondering how are they, how, how are you on setting boundaries? So I've done mm. a really short one to kind of close this out here. There's multiple right. choice. Okay. So if you're driving, you'll have to do the math here in your head, but I'm going to give you multiple choice on this one, A, B, and C. Um, and if you write, if you, if it's A, all right, give yourself a point. If it's B, give yourself two. And if it's C, give yourself three points. Okay. So okay. really easy scoring. You're going to give yourself one point for every A, two points for every B and three points for every C. Okay. So here we go. Question number one, when someone asks for your help or time and you're already overwhelmed with task, how do you usually respond? A, I immediately agree to help, even if it adds to my load. B, I assess my current commitments and I decide if I can realistically assist. C, I politely decline, explaining that I have prior engagements. All right. So somebody asked for my time. I'm already overwhelmed with my own task. How do I respond? A, I agree to help. B, I assess my current commitments. Or C, I politely decline. Question number two. You receive a work-related email on the weekend. <laughs> What's your typical response? A, I reply right away. Work always comes first. B, I may read it, but I'll wait until Monday to respond. C, I set clear boundaries for work-related communication during my personal time. All right, so reply right away. Read it, but wait till Monday to respond. Or C, set clear boundaries. Number three. In a close relationship, if you feel uncomfortable with someone's behavior or their comments, how likely are you to address it? A, I usually keep quiet to avoid conflict. B, I might hint at my discomfort, but I avoid the confrontation. Or C, I directly communicate my feelings and boundaries when needed. So keep quiet to avoid the conflict, hint at the discomfort, um, but avoid confrontation or directly communicate your feelings. Number four, when planning your schedule, how often do you consider your own needs and well-being? When planning your schedule, how often do you consider your own needs and well-being? A, rarely. I tend to prioritize others' needs before my own. B, sometimes, but I often sacrifice my own needs. C, regularly. I make sure to allocate time for self-care and for relaxation. Number five. A friend consistently borrows your belongings without asking. <laughs> like the boundaries book. There we go. How do you handle it? A, I let them continue because I don't want to upset them. B, I might drop hints that it bothers me, but I don't say anything directly. C, I have an open conversation with them about respecting personal boundaries. All right. Number six, when you feel pressured to attend a social event that you're not interested in, what is your typical response? Oh, this, is, this is a good one. A, I attend, even if I'd rather not. B, I might make excuses to avoid attending, okay? My dog ate my homework. Number C, right. I decline the invitation gracefully if it's not aligned with my interest. There you go. All right, number seven. How comfortable are you with saying no when someone asks for a favor you don't want to do? A, I'm not comfortable at all. I usually say yes. <laughs> B, I'm somewhat comfortable, but I often feel guilty after I say no. C, I'm very comfortable. I say no when I need to, and I don't have excessive guilt about doing so. And last question, number eight. When someone criticizes you, how do you react? A, I take it personally and I feel hurt. 
B, I may feel hurt, but I try not to let it affect me. Or C, I consider the feedback objectively without taking it too personally. All right, so here's your scoring system. If you score 8 to 12, you might struggle with setting boundaries consistently. Okay, so it's important that you prioritize some things here. If you score between a 13 and a 19, you are making progress in setting some good boundaries. And uh, so keep working on it. If you scored 20 to 24, congratulations. You have got a really good set of boundaries <laughs> in your life and you understand the importance of setting some of those boundaries. So obviously, you know, that's not scientific uh, test there, uh, but just a really fun way for you to see how do I score on some of these right. things. And hopefully it's enough of an overview that it kind of gives you some areas in your life that you can say, hmm, where am I right now in this area of my life mm -hmm. uh, where... I need to be maybe setting some boundaries and I've not set some boundaries. Right. And I think this, this quiz is so helpful, but go back to the Proverbs, go back yep. to the word of God and ask in prayer and say, okay, I'm, you know, that quiz maybe for work, I'm in the twenties, but in, um, you know, in my, in my, yep. uh, you know, my home. relationships, I might be down in the thirteens or whatever home or whatever. And so, um, but it just, you know, again, we did, we said this last week when we were talking about codependency and this week, again, ask the Lord to just search, you know, say, search me and tell me where and when, and help mm -hmm. me understand what's motivating, um, the, the guilt and the fear, because that word guilt came up so many times. And even mm -hmm. in that quiz, that guilt and the fear, and who am I really afraid of? And so get in the word, um, understand, you know, read the Proverbs, read the, yeah. even read, you know, uh, in the epistles, I, you know, some of these little, those little nuggets where Paul's talking about relationships yeah. and, uh, and so many and James, again, I know I, I keep saying, I don't like him, but I keep talking about him a lot. You know, the book of James, <laughs> yeah. um, really helpful, you know, just ask wisdom, control your tongue. Don't, you know, and, and, and the different, these relationships and how to live in community. Mm -hmm. And so that is, that is definitely a way that you can, um, improve, uh, tighten up the fence and improve your property lines, but improve your communication with others, um, as well as just between you and the Lord and, uh, and the time and the resources that he's given you. Absolutely. And, you know, some of you may feel like you've got a, a big area as we close. I want to say this, Allison and I've leaned today into a, a, a pretty general types of categories. Mm -hmm. um, but I, but I want you to understand some of you may be listening and you're in a severe case situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of you are being physically abused. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of you um, are being sexually abused. Maybe some of you are in a very, very dangerous and a, and a very uh, harmful situation right now. And what we want to say to you in that situation is you, you don't, you need to immediately go get help. Uh, yeah. You need, you need to wave the white flag. You need to let somebody know what your situation is that maybe mm -hmm. you haven't communicated and you're hiding and not telling anybody you need to, you need to wave that white flag and you need that. That's the first step in setting that boundary mark is waving the white yeah. flag and, and telling somebody who loves you and cares about you what's going on so they can step in and help. Okay. Uh, if that means calling the police, that's what that means. If that means uh, stepping into, if that means getting out of that situation, that's exactly what that means. So we have kept this conversation in very general and broad today and kind of in a, 
in a non-life-threatening categories, but there are people we recognize right. because of what we do for mm -hmm. a living. We very much understand that there are women and there are people listening who may be in a situation mm -hmm. where the boundary is going to save your life. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so what we want to ask you to do is, man, don't, don't rewind this podcast and listen again, go get help right now. You go know, get help. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Go get help right now because sometimes we just don't know what to do. Uh, we mm -hmm. we're so, we're so in a mess. We don't know how to get out of it. And so wave the white flag, go to somebody that you trust and love and mm -hmm. say, this is my situation. I need your help. And, yeah. um, and, and, and hopefully those will be ways that you can begin to get help and healing and healthy. And that's really what this is. Exactly. That's really what that's this is all right. about, right? Exactly. And this will, and this again, being able to refocus on your relationship with the Lord, your relationship with yourself, your relationship mm -hmm. with your family, and be rooted deep in those healthy, healthy relationships. And that's that's exactly what we're talking about today. So definitely um, get in the Word and ask, you know, ask the Lord to show you what. And again phone a friend. We always, I always say, go get a buddy and say, Hey, let's sit down and take this together. And there, and, yeah. and, 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 and if that friend says, no, I don't have time right now. Don't give them a guilt trip. Nope. They just, just put a boundary on you. Find another friend, <laughs> find another. but yeah, so important. And, and we want you to be healthy. And, and I think God mm -hmm. wants us to be healthy Absolutely. and we want to be able to talk about these areas of our life and we want to do this well so that we can, um, not only that we can live a healthy life, but we can also model a healthy life. And that hopefully helps our kids and the people who we are connected to, to learn from our own, the, the example that we set, which is super, super important. So until next week, thank you so much for joining us here on Rooted Deep. We hope that you will continue just to take steps. Don't be overwhelmed. Don't feel like I can't. It's too big. What are three steps you can take this week? What are so three yeah. three things? Hey, mm -hmm. I, I can do these three things this week. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. just start taking steps each week. And you'll find out when you look back that you've made a lot of progress as you've gone exactly. through. And uh, so until next time, stay rooted. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org. And... Look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.